You are tuned to Radio Pulpit and Radio K Pulpit. Welcome to it, family. If you just tuned in, uh, don't worry. You didn't miss everything yet. The most important part of this program is now here. With me on the line, I have Dr. Stephen Smith. And today we're going to talk about his book called Life Unlimited that will help you understand God's truth about yourself. It will help you live victoriously. And uh, this revelation is powerful, especially in this time where we are living, where everything is seemingly limited. We're going to talk to him about that in a bit. Good day, Dr. Smith, and welcome to Radio Pulpit. Thank you so much, Gina Lee. So much a privilege and honor to be connected here to the audience. Hello. Doc, before we get into your book and the concept of us living an unlimited life, for those of our listeners who are not so familiar with your ministry as I am, can you perhaps just give them a bit of an overview of yourself and your ministry? I've been 33 years in the ministry, pastored two churches and a youth ministry, which I started out with, and about eight years ago, I really just felt the calling to go full-time. Uh, well, I, I always was full-time in ministry and pastoring uh, the churches. But I just felt that I, I really have to minister to the marketplace leaders and the church in a sense of positioning themselves, you know, for the abundant life, mm-hmm. the life that, that, that we have received through grace, which is Jesus Christ. And um, that, you know, through this medium, when you invited me, you know, um, I've been so many times on, on Radio Pulpit and other radio stations, television. And that's exactly the call of God upon my life. And um, you heard God in this sense, because what an honor to establish this word through every available voice that we have out there. Absolutely, Doctor. You mentioned marketplace leaders right now, the importance of having marketplace leaders sometimes I think is underestimated. Why do you believe it is so important that we have kingdom people positioned on every mountain and especially in the marketplace? Uh, it is, it's imperative. I think, especially after the pandemic, you know, or, uh, I, I'm not sure if we are after the pandemic, but um, however it might be, no matter how difficult the situation is that, you know, that we are facing today, mm-hmm. God has turned it around. I honestly believe it because God is true to his word. Mm-hmm. God didn't speak his word and said, you know, but in 2020, there's going to be a pandemic. And uh, that time, you know, you're all on your own and so on. His promises are still the same. So I want to encourage the marketplace leaders in the, in the climate of the economy and what the pandemic has done, you know, to to amplify that or to advance that, do not let the devil deceive you. There is absolutely nothing that intimidates God. You know, uh, there's a scripture um, coming to me in Zechariah 9 verse 12, and I think this is the scripture that we can use as an anchor here today, generally, and that Mm -hmm. is to return to the stronghold of security and prosperity. And this is, this is the coming of the king. This is a prophetic word of the coming of the king. It says, return to the stronghold of security and prosperity. You prisoners of hope. Mm-hmm. We are prisoners of hope. And I, uh, uh, if you don't understand hope, just tune into Gina Lee's, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the, um, a, minister, a prisoner of hope. So yes. 
Even today, as the, and I'm continuing quoting the scripture, even today I declare that I will restore double your former prosperity to you. Now, it might be a prophecy and a promise in the word, but if we're not going to believe it and position ourselves according to this promise, we will not receive it, but it's definitely available there. It, it is our inheritance. Absolutely. Doctor, this word prosperity, I mean, we get excited when we hear uh, the stronghold of security. Yes. And uh, prosperity, that word have been, I think, abused. Uh, and so yeah, many people are so scared when you hear the word prosperity, you feel like it is not my portion. Uh, I'm not supposed to be prosperous anymore because of um, the abuse of prosperity gospel. Talk to someone who perhaps um, is a bit scared of abundant life because uh, I remember Bishop spoke the other day. He said some people feel like if they are poor, that means they're going to go to heaven. Uh, And yet you can be poor or rich and still go to heaven. But it is the plan of God, I believe, for us to live this abundant life. But what would you say to someone who has a bit of a fear of abundant life? I always say this generally is that, you know, the church wants to evangelize um, Africa. And then at the same time, they say that, that uh, poverty is a sign of holiness. Mm. And um, we're supposed to be poor because, you know, it keeps us humble and it keeps us, you know, connected with God and so on. Well, then, you know, we cannot evangelize Africa because Africa is very holy then. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should leave Africa alone because, you know, we, we are living very holy. No, we can see the effects of poverty, the curse of poverty. It's a curse. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yes, you know, like anything, pardon the, the example, but, you know, sex is a beautiful thing um, created by God in mm-hmm. marriage. But the devil has abused it and took it out of context and uh, make, made it evil. But yet it's a beautiful uh, um um, relationship in marriage. So the same with, with finances. You know, God wants us to prosper and the enemy wants us to believe that it's not God's will, especially in a time like this. Mm-hmm. And then we start to think it. And if we think it, that's how we start to talk. That's how we start to act. That's how we start to conduct our lives, uh, the manner of our lives. And before we know it, you know, we, we are praying for miracle and we believe in God, but Lord, we're not so sure. And uh, But God doesn't want us to live from miracle to miracle. God wants mm-hmm. us to live constantly in his abundant life. It's a life. And that's my book, Life Unlimited, because there's no limits in this. But it's according to our faith. According to our faith and not the reality that we see. Uh, Doctor, I want to ask you for some of us, it might feel impossible because when you look around yourself, as I alluded to earlier, So resources are seemingly limited. Opportunities are limited. Our finances is limited. And people are trying to rebuild after, as you said earlier, the COVID-19 pandemic. How do we live an unlimited life in a limited world? Uh, Oh, this is, I'm going to, you know, we need 10 interviews or programs after this to answer that (laughs) uh, generally. But in short, it's been established in grace. It's not established through our efforts or, you know, try to make our own righteousness count. It's not. We ha- First of all, we have received it through grace, which is Christ. Um, 
So if we can believe in the finished work, and it's uh, uh, the emphasis on the finished work, the finished work of Jesus Christ. So there's nothing after the cross that we can add to make it happen. Mm. We, that's, that's called religion then. So mm. we're going to try to add to what Christ, to grace, then we're going to miss it. Um, because those with a heart of faith never go with the flow or the status quo. Mm. You know, th- those with a heart of faith focus on the promises of God and not on the problems or the giants in their way. Those with a heart of faith talk about positive word things, not about negative things. Those with a heart, and, I, and, and the emphasis here is on heart. Mm. This is life unlimited. It's a heart. It's not an action, although it flows out into action, but it's a heart thing. So those with a heart of faith take risks that others cannot understand. Those with a heart of faith associate with people who have the same heart as them. And so I can continue, continue, continue. It's a heart of faith. And let me just say this, you know, in speaking with Jenna Lee, those with a heart of faith fight for excellence. They mm. cannot accept mediocrity. Mm. So we're not going to accept whatever the pandemic or recession or, or uh, the the politics or they're going to throw at us no let's fight for a, with the spirit of excellence mm. and not go with the flow of mediocrity that's how, a life unlimited how do i apply this to my own life those of us who are listening how do i actually translate what you are saying into my daily living at my workplace at my business in my ministry i, I just want to give Two points. There are many, so many, but again, it's not about a formula. It's not about a three-step thing. It's about, you know, rooted and grounded in our covenant of grace. Mm. So the first truth or fact that these, you know, the scriptures that we just read reveal is that the spirit of faith believes. Mm. Believe what? The word of God. That's the final authority in our lives. Mm-hmm. When the word says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, we believe it. And then, we, and then the, it, it flows into the second thing. We start to speak it. Mm-hmm. Every morning, we say it. We believe it. We say it. What we believe, we cannot, we, we have to mix our faith with the word of God. And, and we have to speak it. This means that if you want to maintain a spirit of faith, you need to start in your Bible, your covenant, and find out what God has already done through Christ. And then start to speak it in every situation. Whatever comes your way, you don't receive it. And you say, Lord, I believe your word. I believe your word is the final authority in my life. And it sounds so, you know, maybe churchy or cheesy or, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, that my, people might have heard this over the years so many times. But that is how simple the gospel is. And that is how important it is to develop our faith, to be established in faith, which is grace, Christ Jesus, a person. You're listening to the voice of Dr. Stephen Smith. We're going to take a quick music break in a bit before we get to the practical, more practical ways for you to apply the word of God to your life so that you may live this unlimited life that he writes about in his book. But doctor, I want to ask you this as a kingdom wealth expert. Uh, you are a kingdom wealth expert. You are an expert in abundant living. And I can also testify that you don't only speak it, you actually live it. I just want to ask you in your own life, where was the turnaround for you? What is it that made you turn your life from perhaps a place of mediocrity, as you said earlier, to where you now truly live a life unlimited in all areas of your life? Generally, I, um, I'm not an expert 
um, <laughs> I might be <laughs> I might be a doctor, but I haven't received my doctorate in faith. Um, uh, faith is for everyone. This this life is for everyone. You don't have to study for it, but you do have. To, according to Timothy, it says that study to show yourself a proof, meaning throw yourself into the Word of God. So it, the turnaround in my life came in 1999 when we lost everything, like in everything financially. When I say, you know, lost everything financially. Mm. And, um, uh, you know, I lost my car. I, I, we lost our home, our house, I mean. Um, a home is different, different from a house. Yeah. So um, uh, we, uh, we lost everything. And, um, and in spite of me believing in prosperity and abundant life, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, but why did this happen? And, um, and he said to me, I want to teach you um, to live the abundant life. And, and I said, Lord, you know, I, I would, because he says that I'm the teacher. Um, he says in Haggai, I think that I will teach you prosperity. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was, in short, you know, that was our journey. Uh, and um, I started to study the scriptures and we did not see the manifestation yet at that time. But then mm-hmm. God says, start to teach my people this. And I said, Lord, but how can I teach your people this if I'm not experiencing this? Because, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. And it says that you have to believe it. Not, it's not about what you see now. And, it's, and it's, it was the same with Abraham. You know, this is what Abraham did. In light of Abraham's circumstances, he acted on God's promises through faith, generally. Mm-hmm. And to every uh, listener listening now, Abram was 100 years old and his wife Sarah 19. The Bible says that Abram believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Mm-hmm. So no matter what the circumstances and people told him, he remained convinced. And other translation said he was fully persuaded, even when God told him to sacrifice Isaac. So... Um, Fully persuaded. Doesn't mm. matter what the circumstances, you know, is, 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 you know, how they, the circumstances, you know, circumstances has a voice mm. um, and it will speak to you and it, you will feel it. But in spite of all that, he was fully persuaded. And that was my journey in, uh, through 1999, 2000. And, and, and ever since um, is to, that was the turnaround in my life. And I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I don't, like I said, you know, like I said, I, I'm not an expert in this. Mm. I, I, I'm, I, it's a focus. Let's use that word focus. Mm. And while I'm saying focus, you know, focus means fixed on Christ unlimited supply each day. Mm. <laughs> That's what focus means. Focused, fixed on Christ unlimited supply each day. There you have it. Christ's unlimited supply each day available for you. God is our loving father and he will never, ever leave nor forsake us. Uh, Let's listen to Dr. Tumi featuring Fred Hammond with my loving father. We continue our conversation after that. Welcome back. That was Dr. Toomey featuring Fred Hammond with My Loving Father. We are speaking to Dr. Stephen Smith. We are focusing today around his book called Life Unlimited. I want you to get your pen and paper ready because we're going to give you the details on how to get this book in a bit. Uh, But I first also just want to continue our conversation, doctor, about the practical steps that people can apply to their lives. You spoke earlier about believing. You spoke about speaking it. Um, But I want us to just zoom in a bit on the practical steps because you mentioned here that this book 
um, whether you need healing, a financial breakthrough, uh, the restoration of your marriage, or peace that your children will be happy and prosperous, all of that forms part of living an abundant life. But I still want us to talk about the practical steps, especially after COVID-19. What would your advice be for somebody perhaps whose marriage is broken and they need to rebuild it now? I'm going to, you know, I will give some practical um, examples from my life, but it's from the scriptures as well. And that is every morning when I get up, you know, I would first, the first thing that I will do is to establish the word in me. So I will speak it out. I will. And like I said, you know, I'm, I'm living here in a beautiful, you know, in the bush felt and I look over this bush. So it's, I'm very privileged to do it where I am. But it doesn't matter where you are. You can say it in, in your closet, in your room, wherever you are. But the first thing I will do is, is, is to say, Lord, this is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. And then there's a scripture, I think, in, in Psalm 145, 145, verse 16. It says that today I will receive from the generous open hand of God. Mm. That's what that scripture says. Today I will receive from the generous open hand of God. So, but I cannot receive that generally if my mind is not fixed on this. Mm. You know, if I'm not focused on this, if I don't believe it. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I don't listen to news. I don't read News 24 mm. speaking to you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. But but I'm familiar of what's, you know, I'm aware, not familiar, I'm aware of what's going on in the world. Mm. But, you know, but I'm, but I'm familiar with the word of God. Yes. I, I, I'm tuned in with the word of God, the frequency of the word of God. And then I have a daily word confession. I, I wrote it out for myself, several, for healing, for prosperity, for my marriage. And I bless for my family, my children. Um, everyone, you know, connected to me, I would speak the blessing over them, peace, peace, peace. I would, you know, I would speak, for instance, Colossians 2, verse 6 to 7. And I just want to speak this over to the audience right now as mm -hmm. I'm, you know, as, as we're talking, speaking about this being practical. Mm -hmm. So stay focused intently on the Lord. This is the word of God now, Colossians 2. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing you into the broad place that I promised you, says the Lord. I will bless you. I will increase you and I will enlarge you. I will fulfill every hope and every dream that I have fashioned and formed in your heart. The prosperity of the Lord shall be your portion, says the Lord. Now, and then I just finished that by saying, I thank you for doing it now, Lord. That's practical. I, I throw myself in the promise of God and I say by faith, I receive it. And then, you know, during the day, I will just meditate. I will mute on this. I will ponder on this to become fully persuaded. The last thing at night when I, when I go to sleep, I would just say, Lord, I need you. But it's not from a desperate point. Maybe it might be from a desperate point, mm -hmm. but God wants us to be dependent upon him. Yes. And I would say, I need you, Lord. Uh, you are my source. You are my life source. You are the glue in my life. You are the, 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 the juice, the sap in my vines. Mm -hmm. You are my life. And I thank you that I will have a good night rest. And to now I believe as I go to sleep that you are working behind the scenes for me and I will wake up victorious and greet this new day. You know, I'm just, uh, you know, getting lost in myself right now, but that's practically how we live out the word of God. 
Doctor, I do want to no, ask... Nowhere, nowhere did I say, you know, Lord, please, I hope and pray. Lord, please come through. Mm. Lord, please for me now. No, because I, ha- I already believe in the established work of grace. Doctor, I do want to ask you this. Uh, this is really just my curiosity. Um, I've been reading and seeing increasingly how people say that successful people in life, I'm not just talking in business, but also in marriage, in your your spiritual life, successful people wake up at 5 a.m. Like they are up early, early, early. And that is not really the culture of a lot of people. I see it in our communities as well, that people wake up nine o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning. We're still walking around in our pajamas. I don't know if it is true. I want to ask you, is it true that successful people are early risers? (laughs) (laughs) Or can we sleep in late? (laughs) I think it all depends generally on, um, you know, your circumstances. I mean, Mm. um, I know for sure in your line of work, you are an early bird. But um, I don't think that's a formula. But I do... Mm know this that you know you've got to be ahead of yourself if you want if, let's say for instance you have to leave let's uh, just using hypothetically you have to leave eight o'clock in the morning for work mm-hmm. and you get up at seven but you have you know three children mm. um you're not going to arrive at workshop and you know and then you haven't done your like i just mentioned your confession at some you know the most important thing for for uh, between in my marriage is our cup of coffee in the morning between my wife and I, Trandi. Mm. So uh, there's no use if I just get up, you know, at the last minute and rush to things. We didn't have time for our coffee. We just, you know, briefly kissed each other and bye-bye, you know, and there goes the kids and there goes the wife and there goes the husband. And, and I haven't done my word confession and so on. And that is an undisciplined lifestyle. Mm. So um, if you need to get up just, Get up an hour earlier than your normal schedule so that you can be ahead of your emotions, ahead of the circumstances, ahead of the day program, just to to focus and spend time with those that, you know, your loved ones and especially with the Lord. I think in this answer, you also gave us some advice even for our marriage right now, which is something that I also wanted to touch on quickly. Um, what advice would you give for, to somebody who's listening, who says, I want a marriage that serves God, a marriage that serves his purpose and that brings us joy and fulfillment as well. Your advice to them. Um, you know, they say that the family who prays together stays together and they say, uh, 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 you know, marriage must pray together and so on. I'm, I'm just, again, I, I, you know, I always take the pendulum to the other side. Um, I never, John and I cannot pray together. I mean, since we are, I think, what now, ooh, 30, uh, 33 years married. Mm. And um, it's, I'm not old. <laughs> I was just married. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, Generally, it's, it's, it's about sharing its, your, your, your life together, communicate together, have, a, uh, you know, share, have humor, you know, just build in life, you know, elements into your marriage. Don't just do stuff. And I'm sharing this in my book as well, Life Unlimited. Mm. 
is that um, you can have that life, this life unlimited in your marriage. Again, it's not about a formula. There are principles that we can follow. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We can go for marriage counseling and learn these principles. Mm -hmm. but, but it's discovering each other. And, and for us, uh, Tron and I, like I said, the most important thing, doesn't matter what our program is, is that the first thing I will get up as husband, and I'm not saying that's a formula, but I will get up and I will go and make us some nice coffee and bring some rusks, you know, and coffee. And, and we will have 20 minutes together there. Just, you know, just sometimes we're just quiet, but we're together. And um, we embrace the day. We embrace the beauty of the day. And, and then, of course, before that, I've already done my word confession while I've been making coffee. Mm. Lord, this is the day the Lord has made. I, will, I shall rejoice. You see, everything, it's, it's just in the flow. It's not a prayer closet time. It's a relationship with the Lord and with your wife or your spouse. So, uh, um, so when I come into the room with a coffee, you know, I've already done my word confession. I've already, you know, just greeted the Lord. You know, I've, I've already said hello to the dog. <laughs> so, uh, so, but there's no, you know, I, I don't have to get up earlier. I just get to get up ahead of myself at the busy day. Uh, there's no time on that. Just you, everyone has to make it up for themselves. What is that time? I just, you know, for me, it's to be, to get up. And uh, I'm not an early bird. I get up at six o'clock in the morning, so um, and maybe six thirty, but I go to bed late. Um, yeah. But but I make sure that I have all these elements built in before my day starts. Well, I hope you've been enjoying listening to Dr. Stephen Smith. This is someone that I look up to, somebody that I consider a mentor as well. And I believe that his book is going to be a great blessing in your life. As I said earlier, get that pen and paper ready. I have two more questions for him. Then we are giving you this number, the details on how to get the book. Doctor, I do want to ask you, um, in terms of teaching our children to live a life of abundance, what do you think is is one or two of the most important lessons or the legacy that we can leave our children in terms of living from the fullness of God? Um, generally, this, this lifestyle is caught, not taught. Mm, mm. And um, let me just say this, you know, with our accent, my, my Afrikaans accent, it's so it's caught, not taught. Mm. But the Bible also says that trade up a child in the way that he should go. Mm. And um, I always said to Samantha, our daughter, we only have one child. Mm. And, uh, she, you know, she's already 30 years old now. But um, I always told her, you know, we, it, it, this is another example. When I, You know, I would make sure that I would take her to school in the morning mm. when she was still at school. And, um, and and this time in the car, I would spend time with her and we would also do a word declaration there in the car. Mm. It might be 10 minutes. Um, it might be five minutes. But 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 I had, you know, I recorded myself mm. um, the, just a word. I recorded this on a CD those days mm. and uh, we would play the CD and we would do this word declaration um, in the car because life and death are in the mouth. Mm. Uh, you know, it's in your mouth. Mm. And then I, I, I always said to Samantha, I said, Sam, um, if the house would burn down and we would, you know, we, there's a chance of losing everything, please just get my notes. Because mm. if you can get my notes on my study, my time in the word of God, there, and you apply it, you can gain everything back again. 
Mm. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's an example, but what I'm trying to say is, is that, you know, just, just do what, what I did. And I can see this now. She's got two children uh, and their marriage, you know, uh, even with my, uh, you know, uh, my son-in-law, I don't like mm. to call him son-in-law, but Anton, my son, mm. is that, um, you know, they, it, it's such a joy to see that they are applying these, this truth. Not these mm. principles, this truth, truth. Uh, because we shall know the truth and the truth shall set us free. And uh, but it was just building this in, in again into our relationship, riding the car, you know, taking us to school, um, you know, coming back, praying that, you know, when she would believe for anything, I would teach her, you know, how to go to the Lord, how to sow, how mm. to get the scripture, the word and speak the scripture. And now she's applying it successfully in her life. There you have it, Dr. Stephen Smith, author, uh, life coach, pastor, minister, apostle of God. Uh, Thank you so much for your time today. I want to end here. Your book, Life Unlimited, is a a transformational read. Um, It is not a book that will take you many, many days to read. Once you get into it, uh, you will uh, study it. You will make your notes. It's really something that I encourage our listeners to get. Why would you say it is important for them to get this book, Doctor? Because uh, I have a subtitle in this book, generally, and I think, you know, in short, this is the answer. Understand God's truth about yourself and live victoriously. There you have it. There you have it. Live victoriously. Doctor, how do we get this book? Oh, my goodness. They can, uh, they can email me mm-hmm. um, at um, Stephen with a P-H. So it's Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N at stephensmith.co.za. Um, or they can WhatsApp me as well. Yes, the at, number... Uh, Zero eight three five four eight two eight six five. There you have a Dr. Stephen Smith. You can send him a WhatsApp. Nie onnodige goederkiesie, nie mense. Just about the book. Uh, it's 0835482865. That email address again is Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Stephen, at stephensmith.co.za. You can also find him on YouTube, Dr. Stephen Smith. His Facebook page is Dr. Stephen Smith Coach. And like I said, all that information is up on the website. Doctor, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, definitely not enough. And we hope to speak to you again soon. Uh, thank you, Jenna Lee. Bless you and love you dearly. Thank you so much.